previously on Survivor. Stay away from my baby, Charlie. I'm not a bloody kid. Peanut butter. We can't go back. Jack, Jack. Oh, that was Titanic. Welcome, everyone, to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast brought to you by... Affable idiots. I'm one of your hosts, Chad Michael. Put that baby in a... What's Blender. the thing you put it? Uh, Bjorn. Put that Bjorn. baby in a Bjorn. Bjorn. Yeah. Uh, we have with us our usual co-host here, Adam. Take that baby out of that Bjorn. <laughs> Gumby, how are you? Take the baby out of the Bjorn, put it in the microwave, a la The Flash. I will say really quickly. Exactly. Yeah. We never mention or pay attention to it, but Chad, <laughs> every uh, week, tweets like a question to talk about in chat. And nobody right? ever fucking does it. Well, we Smitty's talking about pee pee poo poo, obviously. <laughs> and Joel, Joel, Joel's got a sandwich in here. I will say my favorite Adam, probably Adam Driver. I just really enjoy him as a as an actor. Oh, um, big white okay, boy. And my okay. least favorite condiment. I don't know. I like most of them. Um, maybe like avocado. I don't hate it, but I think it's probably my my least asked for condiment on a yeah something. yeah. This is this has recency bias, but like the only other Adam aside from you that I can think of is Adam Warlock, who's a pretty cool and funny Adam from Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Yeah, I mean so the actor's name is Will Poulter, but yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we have a third person here who knows a good Adam, Alex. Take the baby in the Bjorn, put it in a box. Nobody knows whether it's in or out. Schrodinger's box. Alex Cozina, how are you? Gotta you just gotta love that stream of consciousness. Um, two things, two things right now. Uh, actually, three things. Number one, the good Adam that I know is, of course, Adam Gumby, who I host Responding Fire with. Good Adam, oh, right touched. there. I'm touched. Uh, number two, I am for the first time ever doing not just Responding Fire, but any podcast, any Twitch stream from my standing desk. I am no longer seated. I'm finally taking a stand. Whoa. Number three. I don't know why, but it is muggy as hell inside my house right now. I, I, I imagine that people who are listening at home uh, won't be able to. Uh, <laughs> looks like the rest of my co-hosts are taking a stand as well. All right, guys, put put your put your pop culture shirts down. It's okay. <laughs> we got it. We get it. You're you're a huge fan of TV shows. We got it. Um, yeah, I don't know why it's so muggy right now. If you're watching the video version of the show, like if you're wondering why my glasses look all weird and fogged up, now you know. And I, I've been trying my best to thwart the fog, but it's real difficult. Real difficult. Alex, for once, you've proven that you have legs. Well, actually, technically, we don't know that you have legs. We just know that you are you are upright somehow. You could just have a stump of... Of a waste sitting on top of a couple I'm cardboard trying to, boxes. You know, the, the moment you said that, I, I looked around and I was like, is there something that I can stand on right now to prove that I have legs? But, like, I don't want to, you know, I just got my standing desk converter. I don't want to accidentally knock it over. It's going to be a little tough. Knee. Do a high kick. That's a... I'm going to lick again, my knee right now. On the subject of not wanting to do something that could knock over my standing desk converter. Great. Fantastic. Thank you, Chad. I'll, I'll <laughs> let you it, do lick that it, lick it, lick on it. my behalf. Yeah. All Alex, right. peer pressure, lick it. Lick your knee. <laughs> no. No, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, you can find all sorts of great shenanigans like this live on twitch.tv slash idiots most Sunday nights at 8.30 Eastern time. You know what? I'm just going to go out on a limb and say... Every Sunday night, 
8.30 Eastern time-ish. I know we're a few minutes early right now. Shut up, Manly Brian, on Twitter. Hey, get it. Man. Did he actually say we, something? He said something when he was live on the show. He's like, oh, no, and they started uh, early, and, and I love them all. Yeah, that's what uh, it was. And then Tuesdays on YouTube and podcast services, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time. That's the rigmarole. We're going to jump in. We're going to talk about some cool stuff today, namely Blade Runner, namely Baldur's Gate. Namely, Adams times two. What? Segments, plural, starting with our main quest. Very bad game seemingly kills a studio. This comes from Taylor Lyles at IGN. Datalik Entertainment, the studio behind the long-delayed and poorly reviewed The Lord of the Rings Gollum, is shutting down its internal development arm. In a new article by Games Wirtschaft, the outlet reported that Datalik Entertainment will now focus on a game publishing, sales, and marketing. So no longer developing, but now just simply publishing, sales, and marketing. Datalik Entertainment also told the, told the studio that it is laying off people with 25 individuals impacted by the layoffs. And the quote says, we value each and every member of our team, and it is important for us that the transition goes as smoothly as possible, a Datalik spokesperson told Games Wirtschaft. Therefore, we will support our former employees in finding new opportunities within our network. Additionally, the games based the sorry the German based game studio announced that it had halted the development of another Lord of the Rings game it was working on internally. The game has been in development since 2022 and it was under the code name It's Magic, with it supposedly <laughs> launching next year. <laughs> it's Magic, Lord of the Rings, the video game. Something gives me a feeling that if that game had come out, most of us would have said that's not so magic. Hmm. If Gollum is any indication of how that would have been, yeah, this game, Lord of the Rings Gollum, I remember it being shown off years ago, and I was like, oh, that's a really yeah. interesting mechanic to be able to like have these like instead of Paragon and Renegade like Mass Effect, but have these like Gollum and Smeagol moments and things like that, and their stealth, and they showed off some gameplay. I was like, oh, I don't know how this is looking. Came out a few months ago to zero fanfare. Nobody liked it. They put up it that was... statement and said, oh, we shipped something that was not what we wanted to ship. I'm sorry. It was one of the first, like, next generation games. N next mm -hmm. generation as in before we Exclusive. knew of the PlayStation 5 and Xbox series consoles. Yeah. So That's yeah. right. They, they just, like, ambiguously said, coming to next generation systems. <laughs> yeah. Rough. Um, um, 38, did... I believe, on Metacritic, by the way. I think it's uh, a 38. What is it, 38? I think so. Yikes. Mm -hmm. Woof. I'm curious what their game It's Magic would have been. Like, if this was a, like, I don't know, if you're Gandalf versus Saruman Street Fighter style, that would have been pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. We can speculate all day, but it doesn't matter because it's canceled and it's gone. But there is a segment that somebody in here has. Um, I don't think it's Alex. I definitely don't have one. Which no. means it must be uh segment from adam segment from adam second from adam segment from adam that's the writers of rohan theme from lord of the rings oh very good very good yeah. actually good lord of the rings all right so my segment first segment we're gonna have two this one's called <laughs> transformers 2 revenge of the fallen dot 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 video game developers Revenge of okay. the Fallen video game developers. Oh, uh, um, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's a portmanteau from the game and then the name of our game that we're going to play together. Yeah. Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen, dot, 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 video game developers. Got it. Mix two things that aren't That's good. That's clever, Adam. That's together. very good. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> it's also I know not it called Transformers disingenuous 2. when I say it like that, but it is very good. I work on my pun game. So basically what I've done is 
Data Lake isn't making video games anymore. Whatever. That's cool. I want to remember some of the... Again, when a studio closes down, it's never a good thing, right? But I want to remember some closed down studios or that they're no longer that studio anymore. Ooh, ooh, sorry. Mm -hmm. Half a second. Uh -huh. Can I just... I just wanted to pause and, and something in the story real quick. I just want to highlight how cool it is that they are looking to relocate those workers that are being laid off to somewhere else. I mean... They have they have a, a big publishing arm. They like all these other resources are like it's really cool of them that they're they're trying to relocate yeah. them to a different spot mm -hmm. rather than just laying them off. Sorry, no, just continue in your game. Yeah, no problem. See, yeah, we're talking remembering closed down studios. This isn't all negative. It's like, oh yeah, these guys were great. They were awesome. So what I'm doing, it's a game between the two of you. And there are clues. There's a first clue, a middle clue, and a last clue. The first clue is the first game they developed. The second clue is a middle clue game to develop and the last clue was the last game that they developed if you can guess mm. the studio that is no longer exist as the studio you get points oh lord based on where you answered <laughs> it right and whoever wins wins at the end and i've got a little blurb about these studios so it's pretty cool stuff uh okay. i will start okay. Woo! we are a burpee bunch today <laughs> I, wow, I gotta say i apologize I, I feel like i started the wave and everybody else followed in my suit it's this hard-ass mountain dew i've got right here all right so the first one <laughs> I will go ahead and tell you right now, not easy, but we'll try it. And again, okay, just okay. shout them out whenever you have a guess. It's fine. You guys. I mean, I'll say scores. before we before mm -hmm. we get started, like I expect that with most of these, it's going to be real hard at the beginning because I feel like most video game developers, you rarely remember what video games they developed first. Like Naughty Dog made like yeah. 50 games that nobody has ever heard of before they made Crash Bandicoot or what yeah. have you, for example. All right. So. Again, if you guess in the first one, three points, it. I'll tell you how many points you get. All right. Cool, 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 so, cool, 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 first cool. clue. The first game that this studio made was Goosebumps Escape from Horrorland. <laughs> okay. Does anyone have any clues or any guesses so far? Can't get no. it wrong. It's a tough one. I know. Next up, I'm going to give you two in the, in the second spot because okay. I was like, one of them feels a little, again, this is a very hard one in general. And I was like, I'm going to give you guys two just in case it, it jumpstarts your mind. So, first up, again, the middle of their development cycle. Clive Barker's Undying. <laughs> I've heard of this <laughs> game before, but I can't put a developer on it. I All have right. no idea. Is Clive Barker a celebrity we should know, or is it a made-up video game man? I think he's a... Is he a graphic novelist or something? Okay. He's got a lot he's of things He's one of those, like, him. graphic novel, like, toy people. Yeah, like it's like Todd McFarlane, but not as cool. Yeah, okay. exactly. Um, okay, okay, okay. And the second... This is the second game in the middle tier. Medal of Honor Frontline. Okay. Okay, okay. So, a developer who made a Medal of Honor Frontline was the... Was that the VR one? No. No. That would have come later. This is in the middle of their development cycle. Okay, okay, or their, okay, okay, their okay, life okay. as a studio. But they do have to make a middle of honor game, just in case that jump starts anything. The last game that this company made, <laughs> I remember working at GameStop and getting ads for this video game all the time, and nobody bought it. Medal of Honor Warfighter. So there we go. We have two Medal of Honors in this list. Maybe they made a lot of Medal of Honor games, but Warfighter it's, was the last one that they made. It's one of those ones where it's like, it's not at the tip of my tongue, but I can like picture myself reading IGN, reading about this specific studio getting shuttered because their attempt to rejigger the Medal of Honor franchise didn't work. Yeah, again, and this I one is just difficult. can't reach for it. Yeah, yeah, it's very difficult. I didn't expect it. I would have not gotten this. Um, but the Shout studio... out to uh, Fishy Picks in the chat confirms Clive Barker is real. <laughs> oh, that... Thank you. <laughs> what up, Kylan? Thank you very much. Clive Barker is a real man. Um, all right, so this one is Danger Close Games. 
I've right. Never heard of them. Who I, is that? I Here heard of is. them. I heard of them because way back in the day, way back when I used to write scripts for the YouTube channel Gamers, spelled G V M E R S. Danger Close Games came up in like the video that we did about the Medal of Honor series, but it's been a while. It's been a while. Yep. Did you I've know, got a little information on them whenever you're ready, Jeff. Like the old, the old, you know, you see on like the Library of Congress and like they have that same old font and the U is always a V, right? So like, Alex, did you ever have people confused that your channel is called Gummer? <laughs> no. <laughs> just a bunch of old people with other teeth just... No, that never happened. There's, there's a lot to discuss when it comes to my time with that YouTube channel. I really did never... I never loved the gamer's name, but it was one of those things where, like, we were already established when I joined the, yeah, uh, you know, company. So I didn't have much of a say in that. All right. So a little information about this company, Danger Close. The company was founded in March 1995 as a joint venture between... DreamWorks and Microsoft. Whoa. Right. In 95. Yep. Under the name DreamWorks Interactive. Right. Because Spielberg was involved in the Medal of Honor series. Oh, was he? For real? What? Not, not in like an in intimate Halo. fashion. Like he wasn't like a creative director, but he was like one of the people pulling the strings at the top, you know, supplying the money works and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I'm so pretty fed- certain that's true. I believe you. In February of 2000, the LA studio, uh, the Los Angeles studio of DreamWorks Interactive was acquired by EA and rena- renamed EA Los Angeles and then changed to Danger Close in 2010. The studio's sole responsibility after 2010 was to develop games of the Medal of Honor f- franchise. So it was DreamWorks, Microsoft thing, um, and then it went to EA and then they changed the name and closed them up. All right. Y'all. The next one. Yeah, what's up? The series Medal of Honor was developed by DreamWorks Interactive with the game yeah. concept and story created by Steven Spielberg. And it came out there of... There we go. It came out of... Uh, the Spielberg's inspiration for the series emerged while directing and producing Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, it's very Saving Private Ryan. can currently be... Edu- oh my gosh. Here's, a, here's another fun Chad fact. You ready? I had to give a presentation in world history in ninth grade about the, the battle at Normandy. And to give to do that presentation, I took a bunch of screenshots from Medal of Honor <laughs> of Very them cool. storming the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. All right, next one should be a little bit easier. Just okay. a heads up, no points on the board. That's fine. Um, so the clues on this are there's basically only one clue, so there's only one point value. Oh, there's two clues. Okay. So I would say that this company assisted. In de- or excuse me, they led development of DLC for the Mass Effect series. Okay. So they did DLC for Mass Effect. Any guesses? I have a theory, but I wanna I wanna hear some more hints before. <clears> There's only stab. one more hint. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hint away. Okay. Um. Then the last game that they made was Mass Effect Andromeda. That would be Bioware Montreal. Oh. Mm, give yourself one point, Cozy. There you go. Damn. Formed in March 2009 to assist Edmonton Studio Sorry, I'm when doing necessary. A podcast right now. Do not cut that out, Chad. They they uh, know no. for the record. They know that I'm doing podcasts uh, at this hour on these days of the week, but they just insist on blanking their memories every time they open the door to the basement. <laughs> anyway, like you still standing in there, kid. Um, but yeah, 2009, they were uh, assisting um, the big Bioware, and then they got shut down in 2017 after, or they got merged into uh, Motive after they put out Andromeda, and everyone hated it. So that was an easy one. Alex gave us one point. Very cool. 
Next up, and I did this one on purpose. This one would be too easy, so I made it harder. Just Ooh, a heads up. that's what she first said. First game, very good. This one is true, though. The first game they ever developed was a game that had Texas Hold'em in the title. Texas Hold'em in the title? So there's I can't give more you the, to the title than Texas Hold'em. I cannot Hold'em. give you the okay. full title because it literally spoils the studio. Okay, I'm sure it's like Studios Names Presents Texas Hold'em or something. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Naughty Dog Presents Texas Hold'em. <laughs> Damn, take yourself three points. No, I'm just kidding. All right, any no guesses? I mean, it's very... Yeah. This one wasn't the exact middle point, but it was like one off, and I'm like, this will throw these guys for a loop. Poker Night 2. What? <laughs> we have Texas Hold'em and Poker Night 2. Any guesses on who this studio might be? Nope. All right. I'll go on Nintendo EAD Development Group 3. <laughs> Ooh, no, it's Group 4. No, I'm just kidding. No, that is not correct. The last clue, the last game that this company made as that company, The Walking Dead, the final season. Oh, Telltale tell. Games. Ooh, I'm going to give you both one point because you both said it at the same time. Nice. Yes. Nice. The Fishy first game they ever yes, made. You can guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, go for it. I mean, we already said it, but you can guess too. He said, I know this one. I, You know what? Uh, Fishy, go ahead and give yourself three points. You're in the lead. Whoa. The I knew it. Shit. I, see, I'm texting with Fishy Picks on the side. That uh-huh. is, and they were feeding me the you, answer, but I wasn't looking. You know, I know who that is, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you said their name out loud. I don't know who that is. And you said their address and everything. Yeah, I did. Uh-huh. It, it is interesting that their first game was uh, Telltale's Texas Hold'em, because that mm-hmm. was the name of the game. Like, that's really like calling your shot. Like, that's like being like, we're going to be the masters at Texas Hold'em. And then they go on to make and become renowned for a completely different style of game from that. Yep. Oh no! The game that's a, that's a weird still arc. the same story based. <laughs> Making a lot of decisions. It was a good time. Uh, yeah. No, the one you in the kill middle, the Queen of Hearts. <laughs> Dude, she'll remember great. that. Uh, no, the one in the middle was actually uh, the Back to the Future game, but I was like, that gives it away. Everyone knows how uh, made yeah, the Back yeah, to the Future yeah, game. Yeah, so yeah, I did yeah. Poker Night at the Inventory Two. Is the other one. Uh, so a little bit of information about them. Founded in two thousand four by former LucasArts developer. Um, Let's see. Um, in the midst of releasing The Walking Dead, the final season, the company is forced to initiate a majority studio closure after their last investor had pulled out of funding. Telltale announced on uh, September 21st, 2018, that it had to let go of all but 25 of its staff. Um, and you know, we know what happened there. Telltale fell apart. Mm. They had just enough help to finish that last season. And now they're back with the same name, but it's technically not the same studio. So that was... Guys- it was one of those studios where, like, in the moment, I think we were all kind of tired of them putting out the same kinds of games over and over again. But now that we're in kind of a dearth of Telltale-style adventure games, like, I wish that they were still around and putting out, like, oh, man, uh, like, name, like, a popular movie that came out, like, last we, year. We have The Expanse coming out later this month. Sure. That's fair. And I'm not saying those aren't happening. I'm not saying that we aren't getting these games. We're getting, you know, season two of The Wolf Among Us, but like they're not coming out with the same level of expediency as the old games. And I kind of wish, you know, now now that we're no longer in an an embarrassment of riches, we, you know, miss it a little bit. All right. Moving on to the next one. Again, Fishy, play along in the chat. You're uh, technically ahead. He has three. Chat has one. Alex has two, I believe. All right. First game that this company made. Cyber Empires. Ooh, okay. spooky. You know who it Alien is? Alien robot. Men becoming wolves, wolves becoming men. <laughs> um, the one in the middle. Blood Omen, Legacy of Cain. 
Ooh, ooh. Oh, what is the studio's is this name? Sparking? Is this sparking some memories? Yes, 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 yes. What is the studio's name? That's what I need to know. <laughs> I'm going I'm to need another one. Okay, last one. <laughs> this is a weird last game. X-Men Destiny. Was that on PlayStation Portable? Is that what that was? Mm -hmm. I feel like I played it on 360 or something. I don't know. Maybe there exactly. was a maybe there's a port of it. Oh god. Any guesses? Chad, I can't for the life of me remember what this one's called. So I'm going to give you another hit on my behalf. This is the same studio that did Eternal Darkness. I'm for some reason I'm oh hold on. I'm getting Spirit, if you're in the room, feel it. Channel it through me. <laughs> feel it, Chad. Let it flow I, into I you. I see something. There's an there's an F. We have to there's collectively figure this one out. Is there an is can there an F in the room? Can you give me a, a the guess? <laughs> uh, I'm seeing I'm seeing F is the first letter. As wait no might be the last letter. Adam, anyway. it's a name like <laughs> Siphonics or Playonics or Phononics or okay, something you guys like are that. Done. You guys didn't figure it out. So these are some other games that they made, which Cozy uh, was right. They also made Eternal Darkness, mm -hmm. Metal Gear Solid, The Twin Snakes, and also that famous right. Xbox game, Two Human. Right. Oh, Silicon yeah. Knights is the name of the company. Oh, fudge That's butt. it. Um, yes. Yeah. So, founded in 1992 by Dennis Dyack, the company was headquartered in St. Catharines, Ontario. Uh, Dyack left Silicon Knights to form a new game studio after the loss of a court case against Epic Games over the game uh, uh, engine Unreal Engine 3. Thanks um, for nothing, Epic Games picks. <laughs> won the case in countersuit for $4.45 million on grounds of copyright infringement. Da -da 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 -da. So, basically, they made two human. They mm -hmm. sued Epic over the Unreal uh, Engine lost and it closed down the studio but Damn. they made some cool stuff you hate to see was it. too human a good game i don't know Never played probably it. not i think yeah, they're because they're probably not they complained that they didn't have Let's the unreal end i don't remember the story but i don't think anyone cares about too human because i remember human that game coming Xbox out 360 as a i remember it coming out early on in the 360s life and i remember it being <laughs> one of those games where like it sure it wasn't like super well reviewed, but people still talked about it and played it and yeah. like had a lot to say about it. I saw that box art all over GameStop. That's all I remember. So many used copies. Yeah. <laughs> that video game. Crazy. All right, guys, I have two more. Okay. Okay. First up, this studio's first game ever was Skeleton Warriors. Ooh. Ringing any bells? No. The most. I love how all these first games are just so generic. <laughs> yeah, Texas Hold'em, Skeleton Warrior. <laughs> yeah, Cyber Empires is great. All right, their next one. This one will probably give it away. Tony Hawk's Project Eight. Um, I can see the logo in my brain. I'm baby. I'm a Superman. Just remember that song being Tony Hawk. No idea, Chad? Can't give me a guess. I have to move on to your last one. Yeah, the last on. game that this company worked on, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Is that this? They have the the thing going through the eyeball and the... Uh... Yep. I can what tell is, you that now. What is the name? It's... Yes. Alex, I'm... I'm we're, we got to get through this together. I... Spirit. I, I know... Like, I know this is a studio <laughs> that worked on Tony Hawk games that eventually was absorbed into the Activision machine, but I can't, 
I can't give you a name if my life depended on it. I'm sorry. I would I mean, give. Oh God, Chad, yeah, you'll get a point. A, as the thing will yeah. do the eyeball and twist and the barbed wire, and I always remember being yeah. like, "Oh, that's kind of gross." It's kind of a gross thing. Uh, the company's name is NeverSoft. And if right. this comes down to a tie, I'll give Chad a point one point for getting the gross logo of the company. But not, <laughs> you're not getting points. You're not getting points unless it matters. Uh, NeverSoft uh, was an American video game developer based in Wood, uh, Woodland Hills, California. Founded in 1994, it was acquired by Activision in oh. October 1999. Um, and then they started running Call of Duty and they got absorbed. They did make the PlayStation 1 classic Spider-Man game as well as all those Tony Hawk games. I just looked up so, the logo again and wanted to puke. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nasty. All right, we have one more. I think you guys are going to get this. Again, <laughs> Fishy in the chat has three points. Cozy <laughs> has two. Chad has one. All right. No, I have two. I have two. No. Because Cozy and I tied on one and then you gave me one for the eyeball. No, I said you'll get point one if you were to tie Cozy uh, in this last one. So you'll win... Basically, you'll win if you can answer this next question, okay. is basically what I'm saying. All right. The first game that this company made, mm -hmm. again, another generic-ass fucking name, Future Cop LAPD. Nice. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Future Cop LAPD. Any guesses? You guys know this offhand? Cozy, you can win if you get anything that's above one point. Nothing yet. Okay. Ooh, there some we go. more clues. A game that came out in the middle of this uh, studio's life. The Simpsons game. It's probably another EA-owned studio, gonna, but I still I can't visualize a name just yet. I'm just going to start naming studios that I know are no longer around. Lionhead, Lionhead Games? Oh, we're not doing this game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 31. What's the Rhode Island one? 31 Studios? 38 30, Studios. 38 Studios. Is that it? No. I'm going to give uh, you the last clue because okay, you obviously okay. do not know. This, this is another two-parter. Where it's like, I'll give you one, I'll give you the other one. The last one will absolutely give it away. The first one, probably not. Battlefield Hardline. It was the last game that they officially made. I mm. want to make sure that I don't get the name incorrect, because I know what it is. I mm -hmm. know what it is, but like, I don't know if my memory is playing tricks on me. It is the EA-owned San Francisco-based studio Visceral Games. Visceral Games is correct. That nice, yeah. Alex. Nice. Thank God. What I'll I was concerned about was like, <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of studios in the industry that are called like, oh, it's blood sucking games. It's like blood and gore games. And I'm like, is it Visceral Games or is it another similar name? But I'm just defaulting to Visceral. It is Visceral. The second clue was Project Ragtag, which was the Star Wars game that was canceled, mm, yeah, which yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. would definitely give it away. Because yeah. that one was in development when it got canceled. Again, I also didn't include Dead Space because I'm going to say Dead Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you should yeah, know yeah, what yeah. it is. When uh, I say but yeah, Dead they, Space, you say Visceral. Dead Space. Visceral. <laughs> <laughs> so before Dead Space, Visceral Games worked on games such as Tiger Woods, PGA Tour, and The Sims. They have a lot of Sims wow. in, that, in that games list. But then they made Dead Space, and it was great. And then you, they got Dead Space out. was all about, like, y'all, I hate fucking looking at these Sims every day. I fucking hate them. How do we just kill a bunch of fleshy-looking bodies so that I can take Bull all my stress apart? <laughs> it was great. So technically, first place... Is cozy and fishy from the chat. Whoa! <laughs> Second place is is um is Chad. Yeah, good job, Chad. You got that's it. okay because first is the worst, second is the best, and third is the nerd with the hairy chest. 
So. Oh, man. We're in elementary school. That's my segment from Adam. <laughs> All right. That brings us into our playtime where we talk about games we played over the last week going on. I want to end with the interesting one from Alex. So we're going to start at the top and work our way down. Uh, we're playing Axiom Verge this month. And by that, I mean we're about done playing Axiom Verge this month. So I played a little bit of that. And by a little bit of that, I mean a lot of that. Man, I miss the Vita. I'm, I've been mm. playing it on my Vita on the plane, a little bit in Rhode Island, a little bit today on the couch. The Vita is just like, I know it's a smaller screen than the. Oh, another Vita. Here we oh, go. Oh, everyone, oh. let's hold our Vitas up. Oh, everyone, hold your Vitas up. Hold your Vitas. Mine's charging because I played it till it died. Um, yeah, I miss it. I'm mean, such a good form factor. It's big enough, but not too big. It's great. It's fantastic. That's what she it. said. Anyway, yeah. she, <laughs> that's exactly what she said. <laughs> she wrote that in her journal, and I stole her journal and published it. Oh, uh, so we're playing that. We're going to be doing that barf episode tomorrow night with a special guest who likes Axiom yesterday. Verge. If you're listening, oh, yeah, if you're listening to, the to this podcast, live, it's yesterday. It should, it should be, out be out relatively soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, moving on. I just wanted to mention that I beat Diablo 4. And finally got Ooh, all through that campaign. I, here we I, go. I made myself do it before Final Fantasy 16 came out because I knew mm. that's going to suck all my life away. Um, so I was playing this like up until about 30 minutes before I needed to leave for the airport. <laughs> I was like, mm. I have to beat this now. Very much enjoyed the campaign. Excellent cinematics towards the end. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do... I'm like level 48, so I'm close to the level that they mm -hmm. want you to be for the post game and getting Paragon points and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if I'm going to stick around to do any post-game stuff, unless, like, a group of other people are like, we need people to do this, please. And they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Who knows? But, yeah. That is, that. like, a question that I did want to ask you, Chad, because, like, I'm right now at level 56, world tier 3, and I have reached that point in the game where it's like, there are some, like, very lofty long-term goals that I have to hit, like, for example, getting to world tier 4, c completing this and that to get some trophies, but, like, there's not really a strong narrative drive anymore. There's not, like, a major pressing thing that I need to complete that's, like, the carrot on the end of the stick driving me forward, and it is while I, while I still have, you know, enjoyed playing Diablo 4, I'm not necessarily as in as much of a rush to keep playing it as I was back when the campaign was still going on. And so it's going to be interesting to see how my own time with the game goes over the next few months. Yeah, and if, if you're playing it for trophies too, I would definitely... They, the developers nerfed the experience that you get in the game for a lot of things, and then they're going to, mm -hmm. like, they're going to remedy that somehow in the coming weeks with patches. So I know there's a trophy for like getting every single character class up to level 100. And so it's uh, I think it's just for one character. Oh, is it one character? Yeah, or maybe the rest. It's one character to level 100 and then one character on hardcore mode to level 50. Mm. So, yeah, that grind is going to be is apparently right now real tough. So I have to wait a while before you start grinding that out. I will say yeah. I'm excited for seasons. I'm done. I beat the story. I'm yeah. done. I'm I have the hardcore nightmare two or whatever or nightmare, you know, the third level difficulty yeah um i'm like this is cool but i'm really just excited for the season so i can start a new character and run through the season with that well maybe, maybe i'll join you if you do that too season starts sometime in this month right in july yeah mid-july is what they said i will be in europe when it launches but when i come back we, we should definitely try to coordinate getting together and doing some seasonal stuff <laughs> your silly face um inscription y'all I sat 
Matt, I, I was up in Rhode Island visiting Matt and Dallas, fans of the show, and I was sitting on Matt's couch watching him play Inscription. And we basically, I watched him play a full run from beginning to end, like starting fresh, fighting Leshy, and then all the way to the end of the game that I'm not going to spoil. And just seeing that whole journey and just seeing his face and like figuring things out and, and realizing all of this wild thing. It, it That game is so fucking good. I even took the controller a couple times when he had to like go run and take care of the baby and all that kind of stuff so it didn't die. And um, and I'm just like, God, do I want to jump back into this game? Do I want to play Casey's mod? Do I want to do all this? Ooh. But no, that game is just so good and it just subverts all of your expectations and it blows your mind with how many cool things are in it. So... I just wanted to point this out because it just came to the PlayStation Plus Essentials, or maybe it was announced coming in July. Anyway, it's or not Essentials, um, whatever the goddamn extra? stupid tier is. Yeah, Extra. So it's coming to PlayStation Plus Extra, so go and play that if you haven't already. And um, it's great. Listen to our podcast about it. We did a review. Yeah. We did a Who review did with, with Jerrica, I think it Jerica. was. Yeah, yeah, it was Jerrica. Yeah, Jerrica, for sure. Um, it's also an finally, Adam's Game of the Year list for the year it came out, but that's fine. Let's just keep ignoring me that. Me too. Yeah, that I called the next it. Year me too. No. Game of the Year the well, next it year was too. Game of the, it's Game of the Year every year, <laughs> and I called it early. That's all I'll say. And then the last thing here is Zelda Triforce Heroes. Yeah, Zelda Triforce Heroes. One of the few Zelda games that I have not yet played, like I have still yet to beat uh, Tears of the Kingdom, but I've still played that game extensively. Never touched this one. So that's that's the the case with a few of us. Too. So Matt really, really wanted to play this game. Okay. He picked it up, played it solo, and said this game sucks solo. You have to team up <laughs> with three friends. And so what he asked us to do is like, I know we know Chad's going to be in Rhode Island this last week of June. We assumed you could only play offline, but turns out you can play online. So... Of course, he says, let's all play Zelda Triforce Heroes like two weeks after the store shuts down. So we have to secure physical copies of the game. So, yeah, we got physical copies. We even the first half of last week, like we're hunting down a 2DS because we needed another one for Dallas to play on. So we were hunting down 2DS, went to this used game store, found one. It was great. And then we all got together and played it one night and we played through two. The, the game is centered around it's three player puzzles. The whole game, you're going through like little micro dungeons playing three three player puzzles it's all kind of about fashion in a weird way, but like you, so you unlock crafting materials to make different outfits that let you shoot more arrows at once, or let you make bigger bombs, or let you swim better, and all these kinds of things. And so, uh, we yeah, we played that. We played through like two of I think there's twelve total temples in the game. It was a fun ass time. It was so good, and each one is set up around like, hey, we have. Three different items to use in this one. Two people can use a bow and one person has to have bombs. Or two people use a water rod and one person has to use a bow. And, and so you have to like know who you're picking up on your shoulder so that they can shoot something that's up high while the other person is bombing this around. And one person has to like take bombs while the other person like makes little water things that you have to go across. And so it was a real fun time. So I'm excited to play that online. Uh, <laughs> speaking of online, man, is it a pain in the ass now that the Nintendo Network ID on Wii U and 3DS like is kind of kaput to like set one up and link that to your account and if you've forgotten if if you go through the like i forgot my nintendo network id or forgot my nintendo network id password or you need to recover your account all of those links on nintendo's website right now just give you 404 errors like those those links don't even work anymore so man it's a pain in the ass don't but forget your passwords kids we got it we got it and What's then Redlands? Yes, so Dallas put here in the chat too, Radlands. It is a trading card game. Not a trading card game. It's just a card game. It's a two-person card game. 
t- uh, each game is like 20 to 40 minutes. And I picked it up. Uh, I was just kind of around UC Berkeley a couple of weeks ago, and there was a cool game shop. And I went in, and it's just a box this big, and it had like a cool little punk red and, or pink and blue, like magenta, uh, kind of like a guy from Borderlands maybe on it. I was like, oh, that looks cool. I'm going to buy this game. I don't even know what it is. I haven't heard anything about it. I haven't heard anyone re- repeat it or uh, review it or anything like that. I just picked it up. And I brought it up there, and it turns out Matt already had it, too. He's like, yeah, I kickstarted this game, and I just got it because the art was cool. So we learned how to play it. I kicked Matt's ass the first time playing It's a really cool game where, like, there's this limited resource of water, and you have to, like, you have three different camps on your side and camps on the other person's side, and the goal is to destroy each other's camps. But the camps give you different abilities and different attacks, and you have these raids that you do on each other. So it's, like, really cool. Um, but I beat Matt's ass the first game, and then we found out about halfway through the game that I had been cheating unknowingly the whole time. <laughs> unknowingly, <laughs> quote unquote. We were learning the rules as we went, um, and then I played Dallas, kicked Dallas's ass because he didn't know how to play the game, and I obviously did. And then we played again, and he he beat my butt by like one turn. If he did not kill me that one turn, I would have automatically killed him with a raid the next turn. So that was a dope game. Really enjoyed it. I don't know if it has like a digital version, but that would be cool if they did. It would work Sounds great cool. on like an iPad or something like that. But yeah, Radlands, cool card game, Papa John's. Adam, what'd you play? Ah, a little game called Axiom Verge. Apparently, we're supposed to play. My thing is with this, I did not play it on Vita, but I'm excited to hear your guys' Vita stuff. I'm just so excited for our guest because oh boy, I love that guy. Um, <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Gonna be fun times. Um, and then you. This is only for us and not for the audience. But before we got started, I was talking to my son. He was over here. Yeah. Playing his game. So he got into Red Dead recently. So I'm like, hey, I'll Ooh. play it with you. So me and him, he's never played it before. And he's Red like, Dead going one? through the store. Red Dead 2. Uh, Red Dead me. Revolver? Red Dead. Red Dead Redemption, Redemption 2. 2. Yeah. Okay. The newer one. So I'm gonna put, uh, he started I'm gonna put that one. in the note so that. Oh, Way so back in the know. day. Yeah. When I played. Uh, rather, when I wrote for gamers uh, or gummers, gummers, <laughs> gummers <laughs> as you referred to it earlier, I wrote a video on the Red Dead Redemption series. And like with all the videos I wrote, I tried to at least like play the games ahead of time. So I knew what I was talking about. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give the original Red Dead Revolver a shot. And man, not a terrible game, but what a unbelievably dated game. I, I did not get through it at all. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, no one. Gummers <laughs> does not blame you for that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. He started playing it, so I'm playing it. We're going to play some online and, and let him get through the story. So we're having fun out there in the Wild West, really just waiting for the thing we'll talk about later, because I'm like, I've got nothing to do for the next, you know, handful of days. So yeah. uh, I'll just do that. That's it. Dope. Alex, tell me about what you played. <laughs> you better save that so main event why? for the main event, too. Yeah. <laughs> First off, uh, I beat Coffee Talk 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly. Nice. Um, great game. Uh, although I will say this. Uh, Coffee Talk 2 ties into the story of the original Coffee Talk a lot more intimately than I was expecting. Not knowing a whole lot about this game going into it, I thought that it was going to be, we will have a few cameos from some of the older characters peppered in here and there, but for the most part, it's going to be like new characters that have come to the coffee shop that you're introducing into the world of your just beautiful and occasionally incorrect coffee drinks. Um, Instead, there are like 
basically two 2.5-ish new characters, and all the other characters are returning from the first game. And a lot of the sequel is you basically following up on where they were last time around and helping them through whatever new existential like crises they've kind of walked into willingly or whatnot. Um, really good, but I did walk away from it being a little bit like, hmm, was kind of hoping for a little bit more evolution with this sequel. Uh, it does have a really great, really heartwarming, like secret ending that ties into the uh, very unfortunate uh, real life death of Fami, who is the uh, creator of the first game and who also helped out on this game before his untimely passing. Um, I will say I am going for the platinum in this game right now. And I don't love the fact that this is one of those games where to get the platinum, you have to intentionally make every single wrong choice. This uh. is one of those games where like you have to make, you know, it, it normally in a game of this ilk, you would make dialogue choices, but the way that you make dialogue choices in this is by serving people correct or incorrect uh, drinks. And basically to get a hundred percent completion, you have to intentionally give people the wrong drinks and basically fuck up their lives in doing so. <laughs> and I don't, no, I don't particularly love that. Like, I'm very attached to, like, helping these people out, bettering their lives. And I don't love it when a game's like, and now you have to intentionally screw up their lives in order to see everything that the game has to offer. Don't love that. Um, but other than that, it's uh, Platinum's coming along, and I should have it just before I leave for Europe. The I other do like game. How you give them a hot chocolate instead of a lemon tea and they go commit a murder. It's pretty wild, but it's a <laughs> yeah. pretty interesting my, game mechanic. My go to was an espresso because you have to always create drinks with three different ingredients. And the first ingredient that you're defaulted to is coffee. And so I would just do coffee, 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 which is an espresso. And I'm like, hey, I know you said you wanted a hibiscus, uh, like, uh, super light drink, but uh, how about an espresso? I know you're stressed and, and your life is, is hurting right now and you need to calm down. But how about lots of caffeine? <laughs> I, I know you said that you wanted a Zobo, which is a uh, butterfly pea-based drink from Zimbabwe. But how about an I like espresso? butterfly urine? <laughs> it, that is no joke, Chad. That is a joke they make at the beginning of the game. One of oh, the first gross. people that comes to the bar is a cop. And he's like, you have pea? And they're like, no, 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 no. Butterfly pea is in the flower. Do butterflies? I, think it's I don't actually pee. think I've ever I had need it myself. To know for a podcast right now, probably not. They don't live very long. They can probably hold it in until they die. At a coffee shop, and where does the pee go? <laughs> uh, do butterflies pee? No, butterflies do not and cannot pee. They do not what? have any kidneys or a bladder, and that can and they cannot produce urine. And I just confirmed via Google that butterfly pea is a flower. So okay. nobody okay. can Both those things just blew that. my mind in equal measure, by the way. Yeah. Without the organs uh, to urinate, butterflies do not pee urine. But that's not to say they cannot pass liquid. Butterflies can spray out the excess liquid that their body doesn't require through a tiny hole underneath their abdomen. That's peeing. That's peeing. And I think it's like the chicken thing where it's all one hole. Most yeah. insects require some water to stop their bodies to hydrate. But no, that's... If there is... If there is a hole towards the bottom of your body that you spray liquid out of, and not in a diarrhea sense, that's peeing. Just because it's not filtered by <laughs> kidneys. 
That's you that's heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I can't argue with you. Chad, Randy got right a hole here, at the bottom. Rewriting <laughs> world bi biology. What holes do butterflies have, and do they poo out the same one they pee All out right. of? I'm just going to birds. <laughs> I believe that's called a cloaca. Speaking of, but I don't of, know how to spell it. God damn it! I have to. Fight the power once again. Butterfly Speaking from the same pee. website. Butterfly poop. Everything you've ever wanted to know. <laughs> Are you oh, done, Chad? Uh, no, we've come this far. We got to figure out what holes that the butterfly poop comes out of. Well, I, I about didn't this know, fantastic game. I didn't Hold, know that please. you were so motivated to learn about the anatomy of butterflies and not talk about the next game that I have on my list. Okay, two things. Uh huh. This one's gross. Okay. Uh, hold on, hold on. They only excrete excess amounts of fluid when it's absolutely... Oh, they do not poop in an orthodox way. They, excess, they excrete excess amounts of fluid when absolutely necessary. Uh, and you might be tempted to go, oh, so they pee instead. <sighs> Scientists do not classify these excess fluids as urine. That's because uh -huh. they have the same composition. The discharge is simply excess water or fluid. Here's the second thing. This is thing. boring. This is the Come on, hold Chad. On. It's about to get real good. Red liquid. Okay. Some butterflies excre excrete red liquid. This is not a waste. This is residue from their time in a cocoon. And although butterflies do not poop, caterpillars do. And their poop is called frass. And it comes in the form of pellets. So I, I it is one like hole and it's just, it. it's just excess water. I, you really hyped that up as being a major reveal, but I thought that was pretty weak okay. sauce. I thought we were about to find out that butterflies menstruate and they have blood coming out of their <laughs> pee holes. But it turns out, no, that's not what it was. <laughs> No. So, speaking of pee, poo, and other <laughs> bodily fluids and excretions, I played a little game by the name of One Two Switch. No, 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 no. Not. not One Two Switch. Everybody, One Two Switch, the long-awaited sequel. Long Nintendo looked at the release calendar <laughs> and was like, "If we're putting out a sequel to Breath of the Wild, we need to put out a sequel to the other Switch launch game that earned us such a claim." Uh, One Two Switch. Now, give a little bit of context. I didn't buy this game myself. Uh, yesterday, it was July first, better known as Canada Day, uh, the Day of Canada here in Canada, and I went to a Canada Day <laughs> Friendsgiving barbecue. I say Friendsgiving as if it's Thanksgiving, but it's not, even though Canadian Thanksgiving does fall on a different date than American Thanksgiving, but that's a discussion for another time. Um, long story short, this friend busted out their Switch, and I was like, oh, cool. Do you have, like, Mario Kart? Do you have Smash Bros? And he's like, I have everybody <laughs> one to Switch. And I'm like, okay. I, I you was want something watching... good? Here's trash. One of those games <laughs> I was only watching... play Call of Duty, NFL, and everybody one to Switch. <laughs> uh, prior to coming to your party, I had watched Kind of Funny's, like, Tim birthday stream where they had played this game, and they seemed to have a whale of a time. Maybe I can enjoy myself a little bit with this game. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll tell you right here, right now about everybody one to switch. Half the mini games in this game are real bad, just real terrible. I don't know how anybody gave them the green light. The other half, honestly, not bad. Honestly, not bad. Not that bad. Half the games are your UFO minigame, where you got to hold up your Switch Joy-Cons or your uh, smartphone, because you can just entirely use smartphones if you would so prefer. And you have to, like, literally for, like, 10 minutes go, like, oh, 
Ooh, ooh, I'm motioning, <laughs> like holding up the uh, smartphone, like you're doing the Joy-Con, machine whatever thing. With just the one rope, both hands on yeah. one rope. You got to do that for 10 minutes and then the aliens show up and then you got to swing it back and forth in a rhythmic fashion. Ooh, ooh, it's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> we did that once and we were like, this is just a waste of everyone's time. It sounds there, There's no reason we should ever do this. And of course, of course... We didn't even get to finish the minigame. There wasn't even a definitive winner. We did that for 10 minutes. The aliens left, and it said on screen, did not finish, because we didn't actually finish the minigame, according to their own metrics, metrics of success. That's what she said. But then you had the minigame where, and by the way, I don't remember the names of any of these minigames, but then you had the minigame where you had to take out your smartphone, and you had to basically, within the span of a few seconds, photograph something in the room around you without getting up from your seat that matched whatever color was shown on screen. And that was actually, oh, this is actually like a pretty fun use of my little gadgets functionality. And it was great to be like, okay, it's saying on screen, I have to film something that has like a pumpkin-ish, like brownish, orangish color. Well, I can see over there, there's like a pumpkin, but in the lighting, that guy's sweater actually almost looks more pumpkin-like. Take a picture of him, got first place. And so nice. th there is some... <laughs> some clutch moments to be had in this game. There are some mini games that are, again, not that bad, all things considered. Um, but I can't give this one the seal of approval. If I saw this game like on clearance for $10, I would pick it up in a heartbeat because it's a really good, like this is the perfect definition of a ship post game. This is a game that like you <laughs> trick your friends into playing at a house get together that don't know any better, but not the kind of game that you spend $40 Canadian on because Lest we forget, while the game is technically $30 over in America, it is $40 for us Canadians. So, Do they still have the game yeah. where you can guess how many Dane Deezy's balls are in the Joy-Con? And then you I can see how many balls you can eat? Nong, nong, nong. It might be buried deep within the package, but I didn't <laughs> oh experience it. Oh, that that was a, so sorry, much. you eat the sandwich. You point the IR sensor in right. your mouth and you eat the it sandwich. Because it was nong, like... Nong, nong. It was like a showcase for like the HD rumble functionality yeah. of the Joy-Cons, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Glad you played that so we didn't have to. Moving on to the quest log. Annapurna is developing their first game, says Chris Scullion at VGC. Annapurna Interactive has announced that their first game to be developed by its own internal studio will be set in the world of Blade Runner. This was the final like announcement at their showcase they had the other day. Blade Runner 2033 Labyrinth is the first entirely new Blade Runner game in oh, 25 shit. years. Oh, you have a knife? It's a screwdriver. Yikes. Oh, you have a screwdriver? Yikes. Yeah, that's a nice uh, Blade Runner 2033 Labyrinth is the first entirely new Blade Runner game in 25 <laughs> years. 25. And will take place between the original movie and its sequel, Blade Runner 2049. 2049. Uh, Very good. Thank you. Since its inception in 2016, Annapurna Interactive has been known for publishing criti critically acclaimed titles such as What Remains of Edith Finch, Outer Wilds, Sayonara Wild Hearts, and Stray. However, in 2020, the company announced that it was setting up its own internal development studio. And in 2022, it revealed that Chelsea Hash, who previously worked on Solar Ash and What Remains of Edith Finch, was joining the new studio as game director alongside other members of Solar Ash development team. I'm very tentatively excited for this i mean yeah. clearly there's a lot of you know great talent going into this but i don't know how you can do a new labyrinth 
with both Jim Henson and David Bowie dead. <laughs> like, I, I feel like it's just, you're just milking an IP at that moment without any of the magic that went into it in the first place, to be honest. Now, you That's do very know good, Alex. Very good. Guillermo del Toro is still alive. It's true. So we could do Pan's Labyrinth instead. Everyone running around is just that's, frying pan. I mean, that's a one's fair a point. Cast iron pan. <laughs> but in that <laughs> case, a baking cancel pan. this project and make what is what's the original IP this is part of again? Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. Make Blade Runner twenty thirty three pans labyrinth and call it a day. Don't call it labyrinth. There's a movie called Running with Scissors. Uh -huh. I don't, I never saw the movie. My roommate freshman year of college did, and he introduced me to the term masturbatorium from that movie. Um, which is a room where one reserves that room just for the sake of masturbating. And when I see in Blade this economy, Runner, that's what, in this economy. Yeah. <laughs> and when I see Blade Runner, I think of running with scissors. Um, anyway, yes, they showed off a little trailer. Like it's kind of like a mood piece. Had some cool icon, iconic shots from like iconic, like the technology, the neon, all that kind of stuff. It kind of you knew kind of from the look of it, it's like, oh, this looks like it's gonna be Blade Runner. And by the end of it, yeah, they revealed it. It's like, oh, that looks kind of dope. We don't have any idea about gameplay or anything like that from it, but it looks like a cool mood piece for. Let's see. I'm excited to play something in that, and I trust Annapurna, and I really loved what remains of a what remains of Edith Finch, um, Sinar Wildheart. So, I'm pumped for this. Yeah, could be fun. Blade Runner is a cool property, yeah. And Annapurna is either like this is really cool or this is too artsy. But I'm hoping this is on the this is the cool side. Yeah. Uh, this is our next slash last quest in the quest log. RPG of the year. Rocket propelled grenade. 2023 is coming sooner than we thought. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Baldur's Gate 3, everyone. Adam's game of the year for the last six years in early access. <laughs> yeah, it's been there. <laughs> has been, the release date has been moved forward by almost a month on PC and has been delayed a week on PlayStation 5. So they were both set to release on August 31st. We just recently found out the PS5 version was even coming. But now the PC version's arriving August 3rd. We have one month, Adam, until you are sucked into this world. And then the PS5 version is delayed a week into September 6th. Here's a quote about why. Baldur's Gate 3 is Jesus, targeting 60 on. FPS. I I'm scrolling I'm through... On. I'm I'm scrolling through the Word doc where we keep all these notes, and there are so many. You basically copy and pasted the entire article that this came from. Like, I understand being very excited for this, but why not just be like, hey, go to the article page and read from top to bottom? Alex, here's what I'll say. You might have noticed, when it's a thing Adam cares about, we talk about it. When it's a thing, <laughs> when it's a light week and we're talking about the people who made the bad game aren't making video games anymore, there's not as much information about it, you know? Also, you gotta I'll get rid of all the pop-up ads and all the, the shit going on. It's distracting, because I'll be like reading halfway through a quote, and then I'll start talking about fucking some NordVPN yeah. Oh shit, that's yeah. not actually part of it. IGN babes, I thought they retired that years ago. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Here's a quote Baldur's Gate 3 is targeting 60 FPS, and we're close to achieving that on PS5 platform, but we need a bit extra a bit more extra time, said Larian. We don't want to compromise on quality, and we feel it would be a shame to downscale to 30 FPS or make other compromises to hit an arbitrary arbitrary date. Larian confirmed Baldur's Gate 3 includes more this is fucking wild it includes more cinematic dialogue than three times all the lord of the rings books put together and it has 174 hours of cinematic which is twice the length of the entire game of thrones series that's wild and that scares the shit out of me 
But Adam, read the next part. Super excited. I think the next part we'll explain is not you're not going to play this game for 200 hours in one sitting. Oh, of course not. So the the quote here is all that content serves to give you a tremendous amount of choice and consequence, ensuring everyone's adventure will be unique. And what's more, you'll be able to enjoy that content not only in single player, but also in online multiplayer or local co-op with split screen. Now, we'll stop you real quick. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll pause. Because you're good. So I know, you. I remember you tweeted this earlier, talking about how much dialogue and stuff was in it. It's like, that is a lot of stuff. Technically, all I said was Jesus Christ. You did say (laughs) just Jesus Christ. I think the interesting thing here is that, again, I'm excited for it, so it's Adam is interested, whatever. The thing here, even just playing Early Access, where I'm like, yeah, 175 hours of Max makes sense because you can, your choices matter, right? Like, you can do a thing at one point in the, so I did a thing, I made a decision. And then I literally did not meet a character for the rest of the game. There's a major character who probably has, you know, 2,000 voice lines and like three hours of, of cinematics that it doesn't exist in my video game. So the idea, my assumption is that there's so many choices you can make that change things drastically. They're like, well, we just got to put it all in there. That's why it takes me seven years to make this video game. I because you can do so, anything. I get so... Like, I get this FOMO about, like, God, what if I made the other choice? What if that was the cooler choice? Or what if that met, led to this person surviving instead of dying? So I get I get so Play stressed out about those choices. I know. Play it again. And we all know. We all know. Actually, this is, won't be the case. Dear God, hopefully not. We all know there's going to be a trophy in there that says, see all the optional endings and all the optional. Oh, like, there's definitely this choice, not going to be. <laughs> there's I'm no not, way. <laughs> I'm likely not going to jump into this game, but I can't imagine how much of a challenging platinum this is going to be. Like, this is probably going to be insane. Unless yeah. they go the opposite route with the trophy listener. Like, this is just a sampler platter, and people that really care about the game will dive into the it's madness. It's like, beat the game, you get the platinum. Right. Thank you. Exactly. Have a good day. Who yeah. knows? This is, this is every RPG fan's, like, hopes and dreams, though. I know it sounds like a lot, and it probably is a lot for most people. But for us, us loyal RPG fans, this is exactly the thing that we want. Yep. And if you're wondering if you're ever going to be able to play this on your Xbox, here's a quote about that. We are optimistic about Baldur's Gate 3 on the Xbox Series X, but in order to announce and release the game on Xbox, we need to ensure that the game is performing without compromise across the entire Xbox X and S ecosystem in multiplayer and with split screen. We already put a lot of effort into making it work and will continue to do so. Like with the PS5 version, we'll release it when it's ready. We'll update you as soon as we can. Yikes. There is a very public statement saying Xbox Series S is holding us back from releasing this game, uh, which is something that the Microsoft assured us wouldn't be an issue, but it looks like it, it is It is starting to be an issue. Well, this is this is a unique game, then. It is, like, incredibly huge and ginormous. And Yeah, I think specifically they were like, the issue is, is that you can play split screen, which means yeah. that one person could be in the first three hours of the game and someone else could be 100 hours in, in a city on the other side of the world at the same time. They're like, we're gonna figure it out. Yeah. But it's 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 kind of rough with the S, but we're gonna figure it out. So wonder how big this game is, like the download size of this is gonna be. And maybe oh. you wonder if that's why they made the like one terabyte version of the Xbox Series S. But <laughs> like, Gate and only Baldur's Gate on that bad yeah. boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, D Smitty Game says I'm gonna play it for a th- ten thousand hours. No, you're not. You're gonna play it for hundred and seventy two hours in the first week, and then you're gonna play Starfield for the rest of your life. This game's coming soon. A month for PC nerds, two months for everyone else. It's going to be great. Can't wait. And that brings us to... Oh, shit, I had a song for this one, but I can't remember it at all. 
Um, segment from Adam. A segment from Adam. Keep her down. <laughs> talking about the best games. This is the segment from Adam. Very cool. All right. This is really quick and easy. By the way, banger month this past month. These are the best games in June. June 2023, according mm-hmm. to Metacritic. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter Six at a 92. Best game of the month. Street Fighter Six, everybody. 92. That's I think that's probably the highest score that they've had, because I looked them in the past and they weren't they were good, but not that good. Uh Diablo 4 at a 91. Dave the Diver, also at a 91. I watched Joel I saw that, that game trailer. Night. Yeah, it looks great. Looks great. I'll probably wait till it comes to consoles, but I definitely, definitely will give it a shot when it does. Yeah, I watched him, I watched Joel play it for about 10 minutes. And the whole time, it was just him trying to figure out how to get his audio to work. And then whenever it did work, he just screamed, I need to find a shark. I need to find a shark. And that was it. That's all I know of that game. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Um, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective at an 89. Nice. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 at an 88. F1 23 at an 84. And Elder Scrolls Online Necrom at 83. A little shocking that Final Fantasy 16 settled at an 88. Obviously, yeah, right? 88 a great score like nothing to be ashamed of but like like by comparison street fighter 6 obviously a phenomenal fighting game the mechanics there very very fine but i feel like i heard way more people complain about some of final fantasy 16's extraneous offerings versus final fantasy people i heard way more people complain about street fighter 6's extraneous offerings in various modes versus people complaining about Final Fantasy 16. But I do know that Final Fantasy 16 is somewhat contentious amongst purists of the series that are like, well, Final Fantasy 16 is this, you know, more traditional like role-playing experience, and this doesn't have a lot of RPG elements that I, you know, know and love. Not my Final Fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) Alex in America, that is a parody on uh hardcore Trump fans oh i didn't know Not that my president i, 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 is, I is completely on, yeah. i was completely befuddled by yeah. what adam was doing there for a you moment and be happy all i'm right? incredibly yeah. <laughs> incredibly appreciative chad that you explained that for me yeah yeah you're um, welcome. but yeah you're welcome i i will say though that does i feel like that does uh, final fantasy 16's 88 does kind of align with what i feel like final fantasy 7 remake got because i remember final fantasy 7 remake also like being just awash like with incredibly positive opinions and reviews and yet not netting super high on metacritic either because i think people with that game were also like yeah it's a little bit like it does stray kind of far from what i originally liked seven uh, remake is for 87 on metacritic yeah there we go lower stranger of paradise 72 (laughs) what about which that that feels appropriate what about seven remake integrate oh seven remake integrate is 89 yeah mm. that added like the improved audio ray tracing that extra chapter with king's yeah. glaive is a 35 <laughs> <King's Glaive>. oh. <laughs> oh man aaron paul lena hetty papa johns love it that's it that's my segment oh that's i would say it. for game of the year stuff i mean i'm not into fighting games but apparently it's phenomenal diablo 4 of course i'm very excited to start dave the diver uh, I've heard about it, I think, from the McElroys. I talked about it, like, last year when it was in on PC Early Access. I'm like, fuck, that sounds good. Where did um, you hear that? On uh, Besties? Besties, podcast? yeah. Okay. I think one of those, they all, they're all they all the same brother to me, but one of them talked about it. Um, <laughs> and then I think, They do have three very distinct voices. No, though. they're completely different. They're no, completely they're different. incredibly <laughs> distinct. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and then I think FF16, of course, for those people who are into Final Fantasy, should maybe also play that for Game of the Year. I don't know about Ghost Trick, but it reviewed well, so maybe. But I also have no idea what that is. I mean, yeah, I know what it I is, but I don't know like, what it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't recognize this game at all. It's uh, it was like a like cult classic Capcom DS game. Like it was kind of like it was kind of like Capcom's version of Urundan, aka Elite Beat Agents, where it was like this DS game that the people in the know like really loved it. Uh, but it didn't really sell so well. And it was kind of a surprise that they announced, hey, we're remaking this game for modern consoles. Glad that it reviewed so well, but I didn't didn't really hear a lot of buzz when it came out, so I suspect it will still kind of fly under a lot of people's radars this year. Thanks for that segment from Adam. Because we had two of those, and because uh, I don't have a game on game show today, that brings us to the end of our podcast. Um, you do have homework right now. If you're listening to this live, what was her name? Scissor Fishies or their name? I don't even know. Uh, fishy, uh, well, fishy, uh, fishy picks. Fishy. No, it's fishy picks with a ph. Uh, I believe he does sports betting uh, okay. stuff like on Twitter. So go check out his Twitter okay, for fishy sports picks, betting. D Smitty Games, Campo sixty three. All you in the chat listening right now, you have to go to patreoncom fire and vote for the barf game that is up only for the next like. 23 hours go vote go vote go vote go vote if you are a regular ass shout out to mario real quick for giving us a sub oh yeah 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 what's up mario uh mario rivera you're also in the chat right now go to patreon.com slash respawn name fire (laughs) um uh, vote for our barfkin that's backlog accomplishment with respawn and friends where you choose what game you want us to play next month because it was such a close race last time and everyone was like oh i can't pick this game it's such a hard choice we actually put up most of the same games again with uh swapping out axiom verge for metal gear solid revengeance so it's metal Moonlighter. gear rising colon revengeance oh Chad. suck my butt i totally got that wrong on there well guess we can't play that one <laughs> now to be fair to be fair your mistakenness is somewhat justified because originally, originally before Platinum Games took that game over, it was Metal Gear Solid colon Rising. And then when Platinum mm, took over, it mm. became Metal Gear Rising colon Revenge. They made it a stupid name instead. Gotcha. Right, 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 right. They made a, Kojo- a Kojima name. They're like, we're here to make it even more Kojima than you even fucking thought you could. I kind of hope it wins because I really want to play it. <laughs> I remember playing like... 30 minutes of that game and chopping up watermelons. That's all I remember about it. Because <laughs> you play as Ryan and the sword and shit like that. I have already played and beaten it. I, I played it like a <gasps> decade ago, actually. So here, yeah, anyway, all of this is superfluous because everyone who listens to this podcast on demand, the thing's already been closed. We've already determined. We'll tweet it out on Tuesday. Um, yeah, go vote. It's it's between, yeah, Hyperlight Drifter, Moonlighter, Enter the Gungeon and Metal Gear Rising colon Revengeance. Rising colon is the reason why I'm going to take a poop after this. I don't know what that means, but it's provocative. Go do that. Go vote. Go to Twitter and vote as well right now. All of you listening in the chat, go to twitter.com slash respawnandfire. Vote there as well. Remember, the winner of the poll on Twitter contributes one vote to Patreon. That's the new way that uh, that all works. Speaking of Patreon, we've got new content up. First, everyone gets now last month's game show, Raf game show, which was a reprise of Rafperty, 
starring our friends from Press YYZ. It was a fun and frustrating and wild, wacky experience, just like always for me. And it was fun for everyone else. <laughs> and then uh, with that, we now have a new Patreon exclusive one up for July. And by that, I mean it's going up tonight. Whoa. Um, so that is going up right now. It is a new game based on based around actually we call it pitch perfect it started as like a thing around debatable heavily inspired by kind of funny's debatable but with a lot of new features improvements and doodads to make it a little bit more of a fair experience for all the parties involved yeah check it out i drink half a bottle of bourbon in the course of an hour on that oh show. it's so fun so and fun it's, it's does us that... pitching xbox theme park versus playstation theme park and me and Trevor scream a lot and have a stroke. And Adam and Matt drink a lot and die. Name's Mike. <laughs> and Mike, damn. Does, Mike, that's right. Does Adam's what's Mike's level hey, Alex, of... Hey, Alex, what's Mike's last name? <laughs> Misfit Rolls. Go and figure out why that's funny on patreon.com slash fire, And then all the plebes uh, who don't support us on Patreon get it for free in August. All right. Uh, that's it. That's everything in life is free. Thank you, Alex, for joining us again and in your new standing form. This is like the the different version of Palka and Dialga from Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, where like they have a form it's, where they're like, I'm sorry. You got you got Dialga correct, although I think it's actually pronounced Dialga. Is it? Uh, because it's uh, it's tough because like clearly That's it's a pun. It clearly it's a pun on Dial. So Dialga would actually make more sense, but Dialga sounds better. Uh, but yes. Palkia is the correct name of the other one. And those were the those were the first ones to have alternate forms, right? In the traditional sense of Pokemon. No. I mean, not in like fact, they're, they're like but... In fact, Dialga and Palkia are like some of the few remaining legendary Pokemon that don't have alternate forms. Wait, like wait, wait. Kyogre wait, wait. and Groudon from Gen 3, those guys have alternating forms. It's a it's a long story. Wait a minute. Uh, I will say, yes. They do have alternate origin forms. Oh, maybe that was just for Arceus. Oh, you're right. I completely forgot from uh, Legends Arceus. You're right. You're right. Completely yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember why we're saying that. Great. Where can people find uh, I you? I do want to say real quick. Following? Yeah. Real quick. Uh, yes, this has been uh, the first podcast I've done with the standing desk. I feel like... I need to do something to make my feet a little bit more comfortable because standing for the course of this entire hour hasn't been unbearable. I definitely appreciate the, you know, lack of continued stress on my back because I'm always <laughs> sitting at work all day. But I feel like I need to do something to just make it a little bit more comfortable for me because you know I what would make it better myself. is if yes. you showed us your feet on Twitch. Right if, now. You lick your on, if you lick your what? knee, <laughs> lick your knee, show us your feet. Hmm. Don't know about that, uh, but but uh, if you want to find out what I'm up to uh, when I am not on Respawning Fire podcast and when I am potentially doing other no uh, no 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 Dallas no feet picks no feet picks uh, if you want to find out uh, what I'm doing after or dark outside of Respawning Fire you can find me over on Twitter at Alex Kazina A L E X K O Z I N A Hopefully you haven't hit the 600 uh, tweet a day limit and you'll still be able to see what I've been up to this past week. Dope, dope, dope. Adam, now that uh, I Love Misfit Rolls has concluded, 
Not what? yet. No? Wait. I feel like you've been telling us this We the have last one episode, episode like left. It got pushed back. It got pushed back because someone oh, okay, was moving. Okay, 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 so okay, we okay. have one episode left coming up, and then it'll be the end of the series. That's so wild. Did you all name the podcast, the the thing, after Mike? After Mike's last name. That's exactly That's where it came wild. from. That's wild. It's wild. That's huh? so cool. Yeah. Crazy. Um, where can people go find that one now that it's been delayed? Uh, just go uh, Isle of Misfit Rolls on podcast feeds or Misfit Rolls on Twitch if you want to watch the Dope. finale whenever it happens. Dub 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 dub. That's it, everyone, for episode three fourteen of Respawn Aim Fire. I just realized, Adam, every time that I say the episode number, I always like hesitate a little bit and I scroll to the top of the doc to see what you've written in there. I just realized it's right here in OBS on the stream information. Look at I you. Type it in every... Science. Until next time, here's our usual sign off. I don't think it really. It came through. It is on the time. recording. Every, Every time. time, Alex, it's going to be on the recording. Discord just cuts it, it off. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, people on Twitch. You guys definitely didn't hear it. I love that. Oh, no, they did hear it because they get my audio unfiltered, not through oh, Discord. Oh, so we're the only ones who get the bad audio. Exactly, yeah. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs>